morning as we read together from the law of God. Our reading of God's law comes from Galatians 5, reading verses 22 through 26. Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there uh, against such there is no law. And those who are, are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Please be seated. The sin that we are considering this morning is envy. And I want you to notice uh, in our reading how the Apostle Paul associated envy with conceit and provoking one another in verse 26. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. When we consider the definition of envy, I think you'll see why Paul associated envy with conceit and provocation. Envy is the feeling of displeasure a person experiences when they see or hear about the advantage or prosperity of somebody else. Envy is malicious hostility aimed at the real or supposed superiority of another person. So if Bill envies John because of John's superior athletic skills, the sin of envy produces a feeling of displeasure within Bill whenever he witnesses or hears about John's athletic accomplishments. And if Betty envies Sally because she thinks Sally is prettier than her, the sin of envy makes Betty maliciously hostile towards Sally. Envy is a lot like jealousy, uh, but there are two, two important differences. The first difference is that jealousy is not always a sin, whereas envy, it is. Uh, just as we saw last Sunday that there's a righteous form of anger and a sinful form of anger, there's also a righteous and sinful form of jealousy. The righteous form of jealousy is when a person is passionate about maintaining that which is rightfully and exclusively his own. For example, the Bible tells us that God is a jealous God. And this is typically stated in the context of God having covenanted with his special people. We understand this to be saying that God is passionate about maintaining an exclusive relationship that he has with his people. He doesn't want his people to give their love and affections and worship to other gods. And nor is God going to give his love to people that he has not covenanted with and called to be his own. So God being a jealous God means that he guards and passionately maintains that relationship of exclusivity that he has with us. And this is the same sense in which a husband is said to be righteously jealous. The husband who doesn't want to share his wife with other men is, a, is being jealous in a righteous sense. He's maintaining the exclusivity of the marriage covenant that he has with his wife. 
But then there is the sinful form of jealousy as well. And this is when uh, you covet something that belongs to somebody else. You so deeply desire it, you're lusting after it. And this brings us to the, the second different difference between envy and jealousy. Whereas sinful jealousy wants to acquire the things that somebody else possesses, wants to bring them to oneself, envy just wants to deprive the other person of what they have. Envy says, if I can't have it, I don't want you to have it either. So when Ahab stole uh, Naboth's vineyard, Ahab was sinfully jealous of Naboth, right? He wanted what Naboth had, so he took it. But when Jacob's sons tore up Joseph's coat and sold him to the Ishmaelites, that was envy. They weren't trying to acquire anything from Joseph. They weren't trying to profit off of, off of Joseph. They simply wanted to deprive him of the favoritism he enjoyed from their father. So envy is not just only a, you know, a feeling of displeasure when seeing or hearing about the advantage or prosperity of somebody else, but it's also, it also manifests itself in the desire to deprive the other person of the advantage or prosperity that they, that they have. When Cain saw that God favored Abel's sacrifice, he became envious of Abel. With malicious hostility, Cain deprived Abel of his life. Likewise, when Saul heard the women singing, Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. Saul became envious of David. And from that very day, Saul attempted to, to deprive David of his honor and eventually his, uh, attempted to take his life. And when the chief priests and elders brought Jesus to Pilate to be crucified, Matthew 27 verse 18 tells us that Pilate knew that they had handed Jesus over because of envy. Because of envy. They were envious of Jesus' power and popularity, so they malicious, maliciously set out to deprive Jesus of his life. So you can see why the Apostle Paul links envy with conceit and provocation. Conceit is having an inflated preoccupation with oneself. And provocation is causing strife and trouble with other people. Conceit and provocation are bedfellows with envy because they're all connected and closely allied with each other. The conceited person is always thinking that he's better than everybody else. And so when he's confronted by somebody who has an advantage over him or, or is more prosperous in some area of life, the conceited person begins to envy that person. Envy causes him to provoke conflict with that person as he attempts to deprive them of the advantage or prosperity that, that they have. Envy, brothers and sisters, is a wretched sin. It doesn't seem like, I mean, it may not seem like something that Christians would be inclined to do, but it is. Uh, you might think that Christians would quickly recognize how evil envy is and that we would stay far from it. But if the number of warnings in Scripture are any indication of our propensity to the sin of envy, then this is a sin that all of us are quite capable of. Sibling rivalry often leads to envy. 
when a sibling gets higher grades than you in school, or when she has a boyfriend and you don't, or when he qualifies for the track team and you don't, these kind of comparisons can produce envy within our hearts. Envy is common amongst peers. When, uh, when you notice that your peer has a nicer house than you have, or a better car than you have, or has a better career than you have, then this can produce envy within our hearts. Envy is common within the local church. Some Christians might engage in secret, secret rivalries to see who can have the most perfect and well-ordered family within the church. Men might engage in secret competitions to be the resident theologian of the church. And women might be secretly trying to be the Titus II woman of the church. These types of sinful rivalries, whether in the family or amongst our peers, in the church, uh, they, they, they are uh, uh, sinful rivalries and, and these competitions produce envy. When you think somebody has outperformed you in these competitions, your, your flesh, the nature of your flesh can easily experience displeasure toward that person. And if you don't put off the sin of envy, then you're going to grow in hostility toward the person you're envying. You're going to target them with malicious attempts to deprive them of the advantage they possess over you. And the evidence that will reveal the sinful envy, envy that's operating in your heart is your provocation. When you provoke your fellow, uh, your sibling or your peer or your fellow church member in hostile and confrontational ways, you display your envy for everybody to see, including the person you're provoking. You reveal your sinful heart. You show that you're angry with your brother or sister without cause. And this is a dangerous place to be because if you say raka to the person you're envious of, you're in danger of the council. And if you say you fool to that person, you're in danger of hellfire. So how do you put off envy? By putting on love, the love that suffers long and is kind, because love does not envy, nor does love boast. Love is not puffed up with conceit. Love does not provoke. Rather, love rejoices in the truth, even the truth that somebody else possesses an advantage that you don't. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So dear friends, if the Holy Spirit has revealed the sin of envy within your heart, or if he has revealed any other sin that has been operating in your life, remember that God pardons and forgives all who truly repent in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Uh, repentance includes confession, so we confess our sins to the Lord.